Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hello, everyone. I hope you are well. And if not, I got you. At least you are here. My name is Michelle and I help high achieving corporate women feel passionate about their show again. Welcome. If you're new, welcome as well. Um, Update on me. It's finally sunny. (laughs) I think the past couple of episodes, all I've done has been like, it's raining and I'm sad. (laughs) And we have a really nice sunny Sunday afternoon that I'm recording this episode. And today I'm going to talk to you about how you can show up confidently as your authentic self in the workplace this is like a really common topic like this is a thing this and this is like this was a thing for me as well and I was like oh I should write an episode on this one so here we go so like what am I talking about look as you know as humans we you know we're we're programmed to fit in with the in-group I talked about this before as in we you know back in the day Back in the cave ages, whatever, we really survived intently on working together as a tight knit group. That's also why they think shame is like can be feel really, really strong in certain scenarios. Because if you're ashamed and there's conflict, then people can forgive, etc. It's to work with cohesiveness. And we all have that feeling where we can sometimes go into a new workplace and we're figuring ourselves and how we fit into that workplace and vice versa. We sometimes judge ourselves. I think we've all been there where we've gone, whether it be starting new in our career, starting a new completely new career, we're starting a new job and we're trying to figure it out and we're kind of potentially muting ourselves a little bit. I know I do. Whenever I start a new job, the first week, I'm a little bit more kind of mellow. I'm trying to figure out what is the culture like here because that's a thing. Like there is workplace culture. There's always a culture for every place. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but what I have found and what I want to elaborate on and talk about is when we're overanalyzing everything that we are doing, when we think that our true selves are just so complex, it it just has to be completely shut off, it has to be masked, it has to be muted in order for us to survive in the workplace. And what does that do? It ultimately makes the job that you have like just unpassionate. You are just not passionate about a job that you can't truly show up as yourself. And in case this might be like, I don't want to use this word, but quote unquote triggering anyone. I'm not talking about like being an asshole to people. (laughs) Nothing about that. I'm not talking about like being mean or anything like that. So I've heard this before. It's like, okay, but then people are just going to be like dicks to each other. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm talking about just being who you are, your essence. I think one example is everyone knows that I'm a massive video gamer and I would sometimes mute that a little bit and I didn't want anyone to know about it because, you know, typically not even just the workplace, but society in general has kind of judged people who play video games. And what I used to see was a lot of people talking about like cooking, spending time with their family and running And like, I always thought people who were like really outdoorsy, like they were celebrated. They were my thoughts, obviously. And I didn't really know. I'm like, how open can I be about like video games? And I'm so glad that I ended up 
over time in my career, just, you know, slowly like, you know, figuring it out, working it out and opening up because I ended up finding like a ton of other people who were like, oh, I love video games too. And we like really bonded and became really like close knit. Um, and I was able to, tell, you know, celebrate out our unique differences and, and all of that stuff. And this is a very like normal response, whether it be like starting a new job or in your job, if you want to fit in, if you have an idea in your head that, you know, this is a very, I don't know, strict corporate, whatever job, very professional and stuff like that. How should I act? How do I make people, you know, accept me, feel better? A lot of thoughts about how is me showing up truly as me potentially going to affect like my career progression. So let's get into it. Why are you thinking some of this stuff? Well, one, I just talked about the whole literally like the behavioral kind of psychology or evolutionary psychology around it. And the second, obviously, is like some of your thoughts and some of the history that you've gone through. A lot of people that I coach, including myself, who are questioning a lot around, especially if you're just judging everything you've done. Like if you're going back and reviewing what you did in the workplace, did you say the right thing? Were you maybe like too high pitched or I don't know, too frivolous here or like not serious enough or like too serious, whatever. If you're overanalyzing that, then what I have found is at some point in your past, you have really gone through something that was like potentially traumatic. It was something that stuck with you for the rest of your life that made you said, right, I need to protect myself. I need to mute and I need to mask and I need to dampen down who I am in order to survive. For a lot of that seems to come from potentially it's either what I, this is what I've seen through my clients, either in like, familiar spaces like your family and culture and the second one is typically school as we know you're put into an environment where everyone is developing friendships they're also growing and changing as well and there can be like a lot of pressure to like fit in these types of I'm thinking of an American movie here but like sometimes you know the popular girls and like the nerds or whatever kind of develop I didn't really have that growing up in Australia but we definitely had like popular people and like all those similar to that, but like not as clear cut, if it makes sense. And that can get you, you know, your brain is already, as it's growing up, being primed to basically have to adapt how you are, who you are, question all of that to fit in. And what can sometimes happen is that this it's kind of the same thing. You then go into the workplace and it's triggering upon some of that experience. Part of you, childhood you, even teenage you is like, hey, remember what happened back in like high school, primary school where we got like super like bullied or isolated or when our parents said that thing and really embarrassed us or whatever? That could happen here. I need you to calm down, pull back and make everyone like you. And if that involves muting truly who you are, then tough titties, (laughs) like deal with it. And what ends up happening? You get this internal pull. What happens is you have one side of you that is just fed up, especially at this point, like depending on where you are, maybe you're in like your 20s or whatever, who's like, I'm sick of doing this no more. And another part of you that is like, but I need you to stay safe. So you've got two people pulling in two directions and you're just like, I don't know what to do. And you just feel like you're completely out of control. Like you have no control about this. You're kind of like 
this sucks. I'm in a shitty environment. Like your brain is making it out. Oh my God, I have absolutely like no control over like where I am. I'm I'm not safe. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. It's just a whole heap of mind drama and mess. And what a lot of us typically tend to do was what I found is you just listen to the part of you that is like, yeah, mute yourself, calm yourself, like dampen your voice. Like the way I see it is if you are like a bright pink, sparkly, glittery paint, if that is who you are, then your brain is telling you to just water that shit down, like water it to a light pink, like really like watercolors, <laughs> like really light. And you're like, but I don't, I don't want that. And I don't like that. But you listen to that part of yourself and that's what you do. The problem is you do that for years and years on end and your body ends up getting to a point where it's like, I can't keep faking this. I can't keep pretending to be someone that I am not. This is just too much. And then again, like that other that pool's happening. That's like, but no, we need to protect ourselves. We've been doing it for so long. And it's like, but no, I want to show up for myself. Well, sometimes what we do is we change jobs. We change career places. And yes, different workplaces do have different cultures. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt some personality etc may fit with certain cultures and stuff like that but what can sometimes happen is we'll just fall into the same trap we'll start to do it again and we're sitting there wondering why does this keep happening why am I muting myself it's because you're listening to a part of you that fear response and you keep believing that as truth you're like yep I need to do this and then again the pull happens and then you're just like okay maybe if I you know, change the sea line, you know, get a new job or change it, then it'll do that. Or maybe if I ignore it, maybe it will go away. Or some people do just accept that, like, this is what I have to do. But deep down, there's a part of you that's like, okay, this isn't, this, this isn't who I am. So what's like the real solution to this? How do we stop this? The first is you really need to ask yourself, What is it you think about your job, workplace, environment, whatever it is, that you can't be yourself and just write that out? All your thoughts, I don't care how stupid or silly they are, you need to write out what is it about yourself that you are potentially embarrassed about, that you are potentially like afraid of. And then you need to ask yourself, why, like, what are you afraid of? What is the worst thing that could happen? For me, what is the worst thing that could happen if I share that I like video games? Well, someone could think that I'm like a loser or a nerd. Why is that a problem? Like, why is, why, what's the issue? You want to really see where you're just believing that part of your brain. Like, we will just automatically believe whatever our brain gives us as truth. We never question the thoughts that are coming in our head. We never question it. We take everything as reality. It makes sense, right? That's what like we just are programmed to kind of do. Like we interpret the world through our eyes and our brains and then we have thoughts about it and everyone will have different thoughts on that because of their life experiences. And then we just believe it as true. That's why we'll talk to other people and we'll be like, what? You're thinking this will happen? That is so weird. Like I don't think that would happen at all. Like I think you're overthinking the stuff. Because they're in their own heads and their little limbic systems are trying to protect them. That's the same thing for you. We can see it in other people. I do this all the time. Even even if you're not a coach, you can like you know what it's like when you're talking to someone and you're like, really? You see it that way? Like, I don't I don't see it that way. You're not in their brain. 
the problem is we're not, we never, we're not trained to do that. We're not trained to look at our thoughts and kind of challenge them a little bit and see where they're coming from. Because it's going to give you more agency and power when you realize, oh, is it that these thoughts are popping up because my brain is afraid of that childhood experience I had when I was like super bullied or something like that? Is that what it's doing? Why is that important to know? Well, you're going to keep playing it out in your life. And that is one of the reasons why you don't feel like you can show up authentically in your workplace. And then it's about how do I get that part of me to trust that, you know, we're not a little kid anymore. Nothing dangerous is going to happen if I start to be my authentic self. Now, how do we get ourselves there? How do we, if we start, okay, if you've worked out the why, if you've looked at the worst case scenarios and you can see the pattern and you're kind of like, okay, worst place, worst case is like someone makes a little comment like, oh, you're a bit of a nerd or something like that. Once we do that, how do we get ourselves more comfortable with it? One thing I like to do, and I don't like to say it as like, you know, skipping ahead. I don't want people to skip ahead from the thought work and stuff like that. But if you've just come to this and you're like, I need like results <laughs> straight away. What I suggest saying to yourself is if you are on your deathbed and you're like 99 years old, are you going to regret not showing up as you? Is that what, like, are you going to regret that? If your answer is yes, then you know what you need to do. Now, am I saying you turn up and start like, I'm using video games as an example here, but you start just telling everyone, oh my God. Like, you know, I play video games and like all these meetings and stuff like that. No, you just do it slowly. I want you to write out everything you can do to kind of like, if say, because what you have is this belief that like, you know, a work, the workplace doesn't accept who you are and you have that belief to protect you. That's not necessarily true. I'll tell you why. This is a quote from Dita Von Tessie. I can never say her last name correctly. And it's, you can be the juiciest peach in the world and there's still going to be somebody that hates peaches. You could be something like you could be the most beautiful, brightest color. And there's still someone that's going to not like that color for all my video gamers out there. You could be like the best video game in the world. And there's still going to be someone out there that criticizes it and hates it. I love Elden Ring. It's great. I'm playing it at the moment. It is a Dark Souls type of game. And there are people who just like, nope, I hate it. It's terrible. That's life. People are not going to fully accept you. The challenge is we live in a world that I'd say promotes people pleasing and wanting to be liked and loved by everybody. We see that through social media. We see that really with anything on, on how we're supposed to be. And it's not just in like the workplace or whatever. It's, it's in like, you know, fitness and health, especially if you're a woman. Like this, you should be this type of mom. You should be this type of person. It's, it's a lot. And you're not. Like people are always going to have comments. People are always going to have feedback. Let them. Let them. Let them hate the peach. It's fine. Nothing terrible is going to happen. And again, remember that part of you wants to protect you. We're really social human beings. And it makes sense. Like we used to live in a time where literally like 
you were exiled from the group. It's like you didn't get to eat food. <laughs> like you could be eaten by a bear. And now we don't. Like we could we could literally live a very solitary life and like be and survive. Literally. If you have means to getting like an income, like that's what I mean. Our brains, our primitive brains do not realize that Uber Eats exists. <laughs> that's what I always say. It is always like, no, I need to stick with the tribe. We're going to die. And we just end up obsessing over the smallest things that people don't even realize are that bad. Because I'll, I'll tell you why this is truth. Humans are literally self-preserving creatures. We're, we are so focused on ourselves. It's why in like presentations, when you ask people like for feedback and stuff like that, it's so interesting. Like when I was getting my own feedback, I would always think I would do so terribly and, you know, I get mild feedback, but I was like, oh, wow, this person is actually saying that I did quite well. Vice versa. Then I'd ask the other people. I remember one time I asked like a ton of people. We all had to do like these presentations like years ago and I was asking them. They were like, I was like, how do you think you went? And they'd tell me like all these things that I did not notice. I was like, what? didn't notice that at all you did amazing like this is insane and that is literally because we are so, like we're all sitting there watching this other person and we're just thinking about ourselves we're like oh i'm bored i'm hungry what am i gonna do blah 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 we're not noticing it the person on stage is like oh my god i'm doing all these things blah 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 and that's the same when it comes to being authentic in the workplace as well we're thinking like everyone is just thinking about themselves and their own brains You need to get yourself comfortable with starting to be you again. That helps with feeling passionate about your job. If you're able to show up as you, then that's going to really help. So how do we get yourself comfortable? Okay, I want you to write out what would you do if you thought that company was just super accepting of everyone? Because right now you don't think that if you're listening to this. You're like, no, it's not. It's, It's external. It's something I can't control. Again, brain is doing that to protect yourself. Wants you to believe it doesn't have any power. Write out how you would act and what you'd do. Then I want you to look at that and say, all right, what's one small thing that I could do to just be more myself? Is it mentioning at lunchtime when people are talking about hobbies and interests? Like talking, you know, like, oh, I, I play video games. It's baby steps to balance, baby steps to progress. Baby steps are, is what gets you to your goal, the finish line, whatever it is. You do not need to like do a massive like, I forgot what it is. You know the jump one where you do the long jump? (laughs) My God. You do not need to long jump your way to it. You can take one little tiny bite-sized piece of thing and like do that. That's okay. That's helpful. You want to get yourself comfortable with you being you. And look at all the thoughts if your brain is listening to this and being like, what? What is she going on about? Because I've heard this before. Like, it's almost like this belief that if we're, if we're just us, if we're not these refined, held back humans, then like we go to the extreme and we'd be like mean to each other and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't actually believe that is true. I actually think humans deep down in their souls are genuine human beings and I think some of the stuff that we can sometimes see whether it be in ourselves and other stuff is because we are trying to hide that part of ourselves and mask and stuff like that I'm not talking about being an ass I don't think if you're listening to this you want to be an ass I think you just want to be a little bit more you and kind of show that 
And I think you're allowed to do that. And I'm, I'm giving you the permission to do that. That's another thing that I used to um, like years ago kind of use way before coaching. It would just be like, I'm allowed to show up as me. If you know me, I'm a bit loud and bright and bubbly and stuff like that. And it's not to say that we don't take feedback either. It's just that like people get really surprised. You can choose what feedback you want, do want to take. Which people, like when I've told my clients this, mind blown. They're like, what? I don't have to take all the feedback. I'm like, yeah, because here's the problem. One person can have one, like you'll do one thing, right? You'll do a thing, whether it be a presentation. Say, let's take it as an example. And like 30 other people are going to have completely different opinions on what you should improve and focus on. Because no one is objective, they are subjective. And you can choose what is it that you want to take away from that. This isn't ignoring feedback, by the way. It's just looking at like, it's like if someone said to me like, oh, your dresses are too bright and colorful. It's like, mm, do I really want to like live my life not wearing my pretty floral dresses? I'm like, I don't think I want to do that. And if I was in an environment where that was literally like, you can't wear these like floral dresses, I'd have to make a decision. Do I want to do the thought work on this or do I want to, well, what I like to say is create a boundary. Like, do I potentially need to change, like move out of that area or something like that? At the end of the day, it's your choice. It's whether you want to do thought work or whether you want to set a boundary, it's all up to you. I say this and I'm talking about this because I had a client give me this thought because it was like, oh, but like in my environment, we have to act like so, so and so. We really went down. I was like, okay, well, let's see how this is true or not. Give me examples and stuff like that. And ultimately, again, it was just her thoughts around like it was her brain saying, like giving her more evidence. Like, no, we have to because like everyone acts like this and here's all the evidence. And I'm like, I'm not seeing it's not like in the manual. It actually says you can't, I don't know. I'm giving a weird example here. Like you can't wear a floral dress or something like that. It's like your brain is specifically choosing things to, again, keep you safe or protect you. So just notice if you're doing that too. Because, yeah, it could be that your workplace does have a manual on that. And, again, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, you do the thought work around it or you decide to, like, move to a different environment. Like, that's literally the same thing. That's like, but what our brains like to do is almost, like, make things up and be like, well, everyone's doing this, so it looks like that's right and therefore I should not be doing this or I should be acting this way. And I'm like, hmm, just get yourself to take a look at that and challenge it and just have a think. So that is, that is what I have for you today. But I am giving you permission and I want you to give yourself permission to allow yourself to show up as who you are. Because you've probably heard this before, but you are the only person that exists in the world. And what I truly believe is when we are authentically who we are to our core and we show up as that that is when our true gifts shine through that is when our true selves can survive and thrive and i think the more we can do that the more we can be an example to others and everyone that that is possible for them as well that is how we create change that is why i have this podcast and that is why i do what i do so go out be authentically you See you later, everyone. Hey, 
Are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five day challenge, how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.